0: this episode of beyond your why is brought to you by our why app head over to whyinstitute.com to take our free why app and discover your why today so today we're going to talk about the why of right way doing things the right way in order to get results Now, if you haven't discovered your why, make sure you go to whyinstitute.com, www.whyinstitute.com, discover your why, and then come back because this will have more meaning for you when you know your why. So the why of right way. These are people that love structure and process and systems and doing things that get predictable results. So the results-oriented people, they don't think their way is always the right way or it's my way or the highway, but they're always looking for things that work and then they stick to those processes because they know they'll get predictable results. So they're great to have on your team if you wanna create structure and processes around getting things done. So my guest today, I've got a great guest for us today, His name is um, Steve Gray. Now, Steve, he started online back in 2002. He worked as an affiliate for several years and then started owning uh, his own companies and making his own offers in 2008 in the Warcraft market. Then he moved into do-it-yourself solar panel market in 2009. He did well there for several years until he started Primal Health in 2012, which is a health publishing and supplement company. And then he started the Ultimate Survival Strategies in 2013. Now, Primal hit $30 million in sales last year, and it's been on the Inc. 5000 list for the last two years in a, in a row. And Ultimate Survival Strategies has been doing around 6 to $7 million this year. And he's also just recently started a brewery in Austin. So Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me. I
0: appreciate it.
1: Great introduction. Uh, I don't think I could have done it better than myself, so (laughs) we'll go on that
0: one. Well, you know, you and I are in a uh, mastermind group together, and it's been great getting to know you and seeing how structure and process has definitely uh, influenced your life. But let's start by telling everybody, why don't you tell people a little bit more about your story?
1: Sure, you bet. I... um I actually started. So when I said I started in 2002, I was um, uh, I was uh, in Herbalife at the time, and I had uh, I had been working on trying to figure out how to sell the products. and And long story short, I was at one of their events. I think actually in Vegas at the time. And, found out this other guy was selling, he said like $60,000 a month in Herbalife products. And I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. If I could do that, that would just be the best. And so I went back and that was kind of the impetus uh, to, to figure out how to market and sell things online. And I, uh, for, I don't know how, you know, how familiar you got your, your, your customer base is here, but uh, for the online world, there was a back, back in the day, there were was a guy called uh, Brad Fallon and Andy Jenkins two guys and they had a product called stopping the search engine so that's just dating myself quite a bit here in the online space but uh, I, I bought that product and figured out how to do SEO and rank my site and long story short I I got it on the first page of Google and made some money didn't make a whole lot of money because the, the the business model itself is a little bit a little bit um, handicapped for for uh, people in that business and, uh, figured out that, you know, I wasn't going to really make enough money there to to support my, my family and live the life I wanted. And I started looking around and that's kind of where I found out about affiliate marketing and, and kind of segued into that and started working there. And again, was, was buying advertising and sending it to, to sales pages and, and conversion funnels. And, um, ended up one year, I remember, I I don't know. I was probably 20. Well, this would be 2000 and and uh, 2004, probably 2004. So I was about 27, and and uh, I thought uh, I was doing really good. I'd made like five or six grand as an affiliate that month, and thought I was doing really really well. And then I talked to the owner of the product that I was promoting. It was a Warcraft, one of the Warcraft product, and he had said he made forty thousand dollars. And I thought, well, wait a second. There's something wrong here with this. This picture, um, and that was what kind of uh, propelled me into the side of owning offers, and I did that. And since then, it's it's always been. We still buy our own advertising. We still do a lot of, of what I would call traditional internet marketing, but we do it all for ourselves. So we don't don't do a whole lot of affiliate stuff anymore. It's all for our own companies and um, and uh, working to build that customer list and the recurring and ongoing revenue that comes from it. So.
0: Wow! So I would have never picked you to be in Herbalife. I don't know why. Um, what got you into Herbalife?
1: Well, Herbalife—that um, was kind of—it's uh, uh, an interesting years years ago. Back when I was just out of high school, I actually tried Amway of all things for uh, a little while, and and I've always I've always been attracted to, like you said, results. You know, making money and 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 wanting to do better and improve and. And, uh, and and have a nice lifestyle. And so I I had played with Amway for a while and found out that I really didn't like it. Probably for the reasons you could not imagine that I wouldn't, which is I'm not really a people person. Um, not really uh, good at making new friends. And, and you know, there's the kind of people you know like yourself that are very very friendly, very outgoing, easy to talk to people. And that's never been me. And so um, that that was kind of why. Amway didn't work, but when I got into, um, I had worked at a dot-com in Austin, and we got bought out in 2000, and, uh, 2000. We start, I started at 99 as the fifth employee, and then we, we, we grew so quickly, um, we were up to 300 employees three years later, I think Schwab bought, I can't remember what it was, 450, 540, I can't remember, some, some several hundred million number. And I ended up walking away with several million dollars. And so I went back to school and finished my degree. And then when I got out, I got an auto dialer call back when, when those were allowed that was for herbalized. And that's really what piqued my interest. And I knew it was a direct marketing or a direct uh, sales company. But I, I was kind of hooked because it was, they had a, what I now know as a direct response marketing approach to recruiting people. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. If, if I don't have to go sell people one-on-one, then I could probably do that. And um, that's, that's, that was kind of the initial foray into that, and that's, that's how I got started. And, and they did. They had a, a really good recruiting system. I mean, they had all sorts of lead gen going on, and then it would go into what, what, what I know or what we would call a funnel now. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but it was a pretty slick process for, for 2002 and it worked really, really, really well. Um, and that was really what, what started my interest in the whole online marketing side. So that's, that's, that's how Herbalife came to be. But you're right, not, not, my, not, not a fit for me normally.
0: No, I, you know, I wouldn't have seen, and it's not that you're unfriendly. It's just that you are tend to be more serious, more structured. You've got, you know, a lot more thing. You look like you have a lot going on in your mind all the time. And I think that's how people might describe you. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that. Uh, it's even funnier having conversations with you because you and I talked with, with Jen at our last meeting there, uh, in Vegas. And, um, uh, it was uh, it was interesting hearing her kind of takeaways and ahas and, 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 and I guess I'd say after you kind of explained it but you're right I have always been um, if anything, don't be so serious was a criticism from so many people as I was growing up I was I was too serious I was too intense I was too um, I guess you could say results oriented and I just didn't didn't put up with and still don't put up with a lot of the what I call BS of. Of not getting stuff done so um, (laughs) I I think that's a very fair that's a very fair assessment
0: so when you look back and you think about what it was that you were looking for right you got into Herbalife or started with Amway you got into Herbalife you got into all these things what do you think it was that you were looking for
1: ultimately looking back and what has still been the case for me is I wanted to for lack of a better word control my destiny I mean I, I really did not like and I guess again it's, it's funny talking with you because it, it puts a lot of my thought processes in perspective of your framework. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm laughing as I'm saying this because I'm thinking in my head that it just didn't seem right to me to work for 40 years for somebody else and be told you're only going to be making X amount per year and live with it. I mean, that just didn't seem like the way to go to me. And, and so from the beginning, it was like I'm tired of – you know, I, I don't want to work for somebody forever. I want to set my own hours. I want to have control of my destiny. I want to control how much income I make. And if I want to make twice as much income, I don't mind working for it. I just don't want a, a limit put on it. Um, and and that really probably has always been the impetus. I've always been self-driven, self-motivated. Um, and if if the if the result eh, there you go your words again if the result is there or I know I can get the result I'll move you know heaven and earth so to say to get it. Yep. But if 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 it's not there or I see that it's 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 not as dependable or reliable as I think it could or should be, I'm usually not as interested in it. So does that does that answer the question?
0: Yeah it does. And for those of you that are listening it's really it's fun to talk with Steve because he's very right way. I mean, this is exactly what you get with somebody who's all about doing things the right way, creating structure, process, systems. So you were looking for things that were going to get results for you. You were looking for things that already existed. And hey, if that works, I'm going to go do it. And then you found that it worked if you had certain characteristics, right? If you were outgoing, then maybe Amway would have worked.
1: Yes. And in fact, I think that's probably what drew me to to direct response marketing so much because I realized one that when you get it right it's dependable it's reliable it's predictable um, it has complete control you have complete control over how it works uh, and what you do you're not at the you know the mercy or the whims of of, uh, somebody else determining that and if you want to make more money you go spend more advertising so I think it's It's probably, that's probably why I'm where I'm at. It's just a very unique situation that uh, kind of hits all those hot buttons that you talk about.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting with, with people who have your why, how, how driven they become because it's got to be done a, the right way. And until it is, you can't sleep, right? You can't function. You can't even think straight if something's not is something's out of whack, would you say that's accurate?
1: Yes. I think the going back to, um, going back to what I would call predictability. Uh, yes. If it's not predictable, it bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and I think about it and I've thought about it in context, cause you and I've talked about some of the other uh, tools that I use like culture index and some of the things that I use for hiring and and they, they map people's behavior in a similar way, but your, your, your framework is really unique because it, 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 it takes, uh, well, I mean, it's the why, right? I mean, ultimately it's, yeah. it's, the it's the motivation behind why they do what they do. And so my, my point is though, is that I've, you know, I, I've often wondered, well, maybe cause cause, Technically, as an entrepreneur and most entrepreneurs and and how I'm supposed to be wired, I'm I'm not technically risk averse. And when I ran into situations like you're discussing, I'm I have often questioned myself, is it maybe I am risk averse? Maybe, and then you know, I get to the bottom of it, and it's not that I'm risk averse, it's the fact that it's not working the way that I think it should work. And it's not predictable and dependable, and when it is, that, and maybe that's how I mitigate my risk. I don't know, but, but it is a, it is a hot button for me. Um, and I, uh, in fact, I've had several discussions with, uh, my CFO. He knows kind of the hot buttons we had. It was kind of a funny, a funny, um, argument. We were in, uh, one of Randy's events a couple months ago when we were in Chicago and I got an email and the, the, um, Bank, uh, one of the banks we use, it said you're you're out of funds in your your account, like your your payment bounced or whatever, and so that kind of ticked the box of okay, something's not right here, something's not working the way it's supposed to work, and then then I basically came unglued about all of the stuff that was going on. And the reality is, once I backed up from it and actually talked with my CFO, nothing was a big deal, but it was that trigger. That said, something is not right here. That really just set me off. Um, <laughs> and you laugh, and I laugh now too, and he laughs. But at the time, I was, I was, I was pretty hot. I was mad because I thought, you know, you know, somebody's not paying attention and they're not doing their job, and this wasn't working because if you had you done X, Y, and Z, this never would have happened. And you know, that's the kind of just the way I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so.
0: I, so, Steve, you know, as you already know, and for and for the listeners, there is right way people are great to have on your team for creating structure and process around thoughts and ideas. And so better way people and challenge people, were great at coming up with ideas and thoughts, but then actually getting them done is a whole nother story. You know, an idea is only great if you have someone that can help you implement it or actually get it done, which is where where you come in in awesome to have on a team. So um, those are the positives that come with the why of right way, but there are also some challenges that come with that um, why as well. (laughs) You guys can kind of be a little tough on the people around you. Would you you say that's uh, accurate?
1: I would say that's extremely accurate, and uh, starting with myself. I have always been incredibly, incredibly – hard on myself um, to the point of, you know, what I would call uh, mental and emotional abuse, uh, you know, on yourself and, and, and not of the sense of feeling like I'm incapable or, are not worthy or, or any of those negative, just the, you could do better. You should do better. And why aren't you doing better? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I have very high expectations and it's hard um, to to balance that expectation of what sh- what's okay and where is the line of no longer acceptable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, humans are human. They make mistakes, right? But where do the, where is those mistakes? Where, where's that line of they're making mistakes because they're, they're performing poorly and where's the mistakes of, you know, that's just part of the human condition and sometimes people screw up. Um, So, yes, it is. I I think it would be fair to say that my expectations are very high. My leadership team always jokes that nothing is ever done fast enough. Um, You know, if I ask them, when can it be done? I'm like, why does it take that long? Why can't we do it quicker? Um, So, yes, I would say your your comments, correct expectations. And it's not just you and I've talked about it. It's not just business life expectations. It's personal life, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those actually create more challenges than, uh, than the business side. And I know you and I were talking recently, my, my son and I have had challenges and, uh, it, as petty and silly as it seems. I have over the last couple of years gotten really frustrated with his eating habits at the dinner table. And I'm thinking, you know, when you step back and maybe that's what it takes for somebody right way, they got to kind of disengage and step back and look at it from a, from a non results perspective. When you look at it that way, it's not a big deal, but when you're in the middle of it, you're thinking, why, you know, why, why is he doing that? And, and I've just had to get to the point to where I don't say anything now, even though when he takes his bread and wipes his plate with it as opposed to using his fork and knife or whatever it is you know i mean it's really petty stuff, just like the the email and the financial stuff I mean when you look at it, it is petty it's petty that i'm upset about it, but i don't know sometimes i just can't uh, just can't help myself,
0: yeah, so what advice or, or or would you have some advice for other people who have your why that are struggling with that same thing that are struggling with man i'm I'm just so Caught up in the details, it might be hard to see the overall big picture. Have there are there things that you've developed in ways that you've figured out how to help yourself in those situations?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, and I, I will probably make a distinction. And for me, at least, I'm not really detail oriented in terms of. For me, good enough's good enough, and I want to get. I want to test the concept and proof of concept, and away we go. And I do have people on my team that are like, well, what about this, 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 and this? And I'm like, well, well that doesn't matter. Let's, you know, we we'll just keep moving. I think the, I think the part for me though that we are talking about is that that process and that structure that creates the challenge. And um, you know, suggestions for people like me, I guess, you know, that's a question of, well, how do I help myself, right? Um, I think, I think. The, one of the best ways is like I said a minute ago is just to just to take a break. Um, you are, you and I were talking before the call about about vacation time and time off and I found that when I disengage from the business and disengage from the day to day that the, the sensitivity to the issues diminishes greatly when I'm, when I am in the middle, cause I tend to find all the things and tend to focus on all the things that are not working the way that I want them to work as opposed to stepping back and saying, Hey, look how far we've come, right? Look how far we've made it from where we started to where we are now. And when you, when you make, when you take that perspective, it certainly, certainly makes a difference. And, and that's nothing new. You know, Randy has talked about this many times and, and, um, I can't think of the guy. Do you remember the business guy? He, were, he we were talking about that 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 came up with this. Um, oh, name escape. You, you know who I'm talking about? He's the um, O'Keefe. No, not O'Keefe. He's a. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me in a second. But it, well, basically, it's not a new idea. You know, Randy, Randy's had learned it from somebody and he shared it with us, and, and you and I both heard it. But I think taking a step back is is important. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I would say not to lower expectations, but perhaps, and, and, and I don't know if this is me or all right-way people, but there is a time, time my time uh, estimation is very much out of whack. Uh, in terms of what I think should happen and when it should happen and so I think sometimes taking a step back and saying hey is this really a, a, a realistic time frame to get this done in or is this the this the real is this the time frame that's in my mind because that's what it is for me is that when it's in my mind it's so quick and easy and fast and I can see it from the beginning to the end and so why isn't it done um, and, and I think that, that creates challenges as well. Did that that answer the question?
0: Yeah. So what I think I heard you say is if you find yourself getting really frustrated with someone or something, uh, stop for a second, take a deep breath, step back and say, okay, is this realistic? Is this, is this argument worth the, um, the, the downside that might come from it?
1: Yeah, that's certainly part of it. And then the secondary level to that step back is step back away. Like, like take a day off, take, take some time off, disengage from, all of the business stuff that runs through your head all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, would you say you're pretty intense at work?
1: <laughs> would I say that, or would my <laughs> team say that? I would say yes. I generally, I think it's a fair statement that I am pretty intense. Yeah, um, and that I am pretty serious about everything, and that it's not uh, it's not a uh, it's not a, a game for me. You know, in the sense that um, there's, you know, w- what we do and how we do it have have results tied to it. And, and that matters. And it's not just a, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, that's acceptable. No, that's not acceptable. So, yeah, I would say I'm pretty intense.
0: So, you know, I don't want to focus only on the challenges that come with it. But what have you, because there, because every why has uh, great things about it and every why has challenges that come sure. with it. And your why has a lot of great things that come with it. And t- talk about that for a minute. What have you seen as some of the really positive aspects of being structure and results oriented? Yeah,
1: I think I would say the, the and you've mentioned it, and I think others have mentioned it. My leadership team has told me as well that um, being kind of the right way in this sense is that, there's just a certain cohesiveness and leadership and structure that the business has when I'm around. Um, and that doesn't mean that it can't run without me, but, but when I'm here, I've been told numerous times that, that, that there's just some, what for lack of a better word, magic that I add to the equation. And, and as you've mentioned, you often don't realize what your gifts are because they come so naturally to you. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, I think one of the big things about right way, uh, that has made my life easy is it's easy for me to see where things are broken. Like this issue, you know, this is broken. What do we need to do to fix it? Who do we hire? How do we, how do we adjust it? And let's build it. I like to use the term build it once. Like let's, let's not do this five times over and over again, hoping we get it right. Let's build it once. Let's get it correct. And let's move on. Uh, so I think that is a, a big strength: is the is the the, for lack of a better word, longer term perspective. The the structure, as you talk about, the ability to to build and um, manage a team. Because oftentimes, from a leadership perspective, the challenge is people or leaders don't necessarily want to do. Um, the things that that they don't want to do. And what I mean by that is, for example, like if somebody said, Hey, the trash needs to get taken out. I don't care. I'll take out the trash. I'll take, I'll sweep the floors with that. Is that the best use of my time? No. But if that's what has to be done, I'll do that because I realize that there's a result attached to the end of it. And I think in some ways that, that in, uh, helps the team and the people around you see that, Hey, the boss is willing to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would probably be a, a positive side.
0: I also see you as someone who uh, brings confidence and instills confidence.
1: Yeah, I guess that's another one of those. Now that you mentioned it, I would agree with you. I think that uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, so here we go. So I've had several business partners. Uh, my brewery business partner uh, also helped start the survival business. Um, and I had a, a business partner in the health business and, uh, I have been referred to on more than one occasion as Steady Eddie, um, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, in some ways I'm like, well, that doesn't sound very, you know, I want to be exciting. I want to be you know, different. But, but the, the value there is that regardless of the shit going on, they can come back and I can usually bring a very logical, structured viewpoint to the situation. Um, and kind of, uh, I, I would say another right way strength, which I've been told many times is my ability to kind of cut straight to the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife says it's my superpower. She'll be talking and talking. She likes talking to me. She's, she's very social. She's not analytical, but, uh, she'll talk and talk and talk. And I was like, okay, well, it sounds like, like this is the problem. She's like, you know, that's right. That's what the issue is. Um, and again, I think it's one of those things that you take for granted when, when you're good at it, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that in you for sure. And that's, you know, that's one of the great things about knowing all the nine whys is that you see that you can't just survive with one why. Like, you know, as a better way person, like I said, I can see all kinds of better ways to do things and I can innovate things and create things. But without somebody whose why is right way, I struggle. You know, I need that person to cut through all my stuff, help me create the structure around getting it done. My brother happens to be his why is right way that I practice with. So I know I can turn it over to him and then he can go make sure that it gets done. And he loves that part of it, the getting it done, the results part of it.
1: There's certainly a a certain mental payoff when when you bring that project and idea to fruition, no doubt.
0: Yeah. So is, would you say that your businesses, primal health and uh, ultimate survival strategies, are those things that you're just amazingly passionate about? Or are they things that you brought into your system and process that have turned out really well?
1: You know, that's another very insightful and good question. If you had to, if you, so on the health side, I am interested in health, no doubt. I am interested in, in natural healing and natural health and longevity and just being an overall healthy person. So I do have interest there. So that did play into it. But the other side of that, that coin was being able to, you know, going back to what we're calling kind of the, the structure and the right way of doing things and, and finding a predictable result. It's very easy for me to see what all the other companies are doing that are working well. So I knew going into the supplement business was a high-profit, high-sales um, business that, that could be very profitable and make a lot of money. Um, and and running it in a way that that is uh, very systematic, I think that's probably another Um, thing that I've done inherently maybe Uh, maybe maybe in terms of picking it up from 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 looking around but the health business and the survival business which to my passion question I'm not overly passionate about survival or prepper stuff Um, it is a business it works it's we acquire customers the same way we treat them the same way in fact I've built both companies so that in essence the the only difference between the companies is the person or the people running the marketing. Everything else runs the same. Like my my CFO handles both companies, my COO handles both companies, HRs across both companies, um, and so I did that in a way to leverage that expertise and those systems across everything. And I, I think pretty easily I could bring another. Uh, Company into that fold, and it would, in essence, work more or less like it's supposed to because I kind of have the infrastructure put together.
0: So, how I would say that in my world is you are passionate about creating the structure and processes for getting results, and you've plugged in two different businesses that, uh, and you could plug in a third or a fourth that you would also get great results with.
1: Yes, that I think is a very fair statement. And looking at it, I think I'd probably be more excited. About the fact of taking another business and plugging it in and proving that it indeed does work like I, ex- I expect it to, than the actual business that I got into, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, so, I don't, yeah.
0: So, what got you into uh, breweries, having a brewery? Well,
1: so um, Greg, who is my business partner in the survival and, and health, and sorry, survival and brewery used to brew at stone and stone. He used to, he was at stone and BJ's and this was 20 something years ago. And he, um, he had expressed a desire, you know, he left on his career path. Let's see, 2013 More. That's five years ago. So probably 10 years ago, he had gone through a upheaval when the real estate market, and the financial markets went upside down back in 2008. He was a, uh, he was a brewer before that and he left that to get into real estate because he wanted to make enough money so that he could own his own brewery. Well, 2008 happened and then, long story short, he ended up working together with me and um, he had always expressed a desire to be in the brewery and brew, to help own his own brewery. And so two, three years ago we started talking about it seriously and said, Hey, what would we have to do to do this? And how would we do that? And started putting the plan together and that's kind of how it started. And we started small and, very much like I've done the other businesses as you know, like we're talking about a kind of a process to starting small testing, proof of concept, building it out. And once it starts working, you know, invest more time and money and energy into it and certainly had our road bumps, but we are, we are on, I would say we've got some momentum. We're not quite break even yet, but we've got about 30 accounts now, um, wholesale accounts and add more every month and we're, we're growing. So it's a, it's a fun business. Mm-hmm. It's a fun business, mainly because awesome. you mainly because you can consume the product.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting to see how your why kind of plays out. And everybody, this is for everybody. Your your why in your life um, just plays out over and over and over again, and it becomes that thing that people can count on from you. You know, we know that if we give something to Steve, that he is going to create the. He's going to start slow and and test things and look around for things that are working. He's going to implement the things that are working and he's going to create structure around getting results. So an awesome person and an awesome why to have on your team. And it's, it's funny Steve because I can just see it playing out over and over and over again for you. Uh, I agree
1: with you. And it's, I enjoy talking with you because it's nice to see the perspective and have the have have the context, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm and you know going back to i don't know how much more time we had do we have a little bit more time or you need to wrap yeah, up yeah yeah no okay so so going back to the the positive and negatives you know the positive side i don't look at it as the positive side but you you use the word dependable i mean to me dependable sounds boring right mm-hmm. but but my wife to her, it's a big benefit. She's like, "You're dependable. I know it's gonna. I'm gonna go to you, and I'm gonna get the same response all the time, right? It's gonna be if, if I do X, you're gonna do Y." Um, and and to her, that's a that's a benefit. And I, obviously, in business, I think that's a benefit as well because you you have what, going back to that predictability and and um, and results that you know what kind of results you're gonna get. The, the challenge, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier when I was talking. It, it's. In some ways, it's a little cathartic talking with you because it allows me to put some, like I said, context in my previous previous um, experiences. And I grew up playing baseball, and I was I was pretty good at baseball. I, I had enough talent I could have played college ball if I'd wanted to, um, but I got in my way, and, and I got in my own way in high school because I started looking at the game as what you now refer to as creating or trying to create a result. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't think about or worry about how I was performing and I just played baseball, I did very, very well. But as soon as I started thinking about, oh, wait a second, I've been up to bat X amount of times, and if I don't get a hit the next time, that's going to mean my batting average is yada, 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 and that's not going to work because then the scouts aren't going to – and the whole thing just fell apart, and it was horrible. And and it got to the point to where all my buddies called me psycho, and and it was a joke because I was constantly analyzing and looking. But I think knowing what I know now, that was probably the right way coming out, trying to structure and, and make something that's supposed to be a game and fun uh, very results oriented. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good lesson because going back to when you were saying, what can you do? Obviously I think knowing part of the, part of the challenge and the, the, the benefit and the challenge of knowing any why is knowing when to use it and when when to turn it on and when to turn it off, I think is the right, right way to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, because can't, I can't be right way all the time. If I'm right way with everything, then that's just going to cause all sorts of havoc, um, which, <laughs> yes. which we well know. So.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's another way to say that, which is I don't think you can ever turn your brain off from utilizing your why, but you can turn your mouth off from saying anything about it.
1: That's probably true.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I can find a better way all day long. And, and if every conversation and every interaction, all I can think about is finding a better way and I say it, all I'm going to do is upset the person I'm talking with. So can can I stop my brain from finding a better way? No. But can I stop my mouth from saying what I'm thinking? Yes, of course. Because, you you know, we all have thoughts that we probably shouldn't say. Of course. But if we said them all, we'd have a lot of enemies. So there's a time and a place to utilize your strength, and there's a time and a place to not utilize your strength, even though it's there.
1: Yes. Well, I have been... (laughs) I probably need to work on that myself a little bit better because I have been uh, been known to be uh, overly blunt from time to time.
0: <laughs> so how does that work for you? You know, that's the um,
1: well. Again, it's one of those things that's a positive and a negative, right? Like there are people on my team. Most, of, I mean, I would say all my team that appreciate. They know where they stand with me. There is no. There is no. Oh, Steve said, "How was your weekend?" Did he really mean I'm really pissed off? You know what I mean? Like some people, they say something, and you're left feeling like, "What did they really say?" Um, and so, part of that is they appreciate the bluntness, and there's no doubt of what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or what my issues or concerns are. So that's that's good from a communication standpoint. Obviously, the bad side is is the feelings, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and relationships, and and that's probably not. Um, my is not my strength I can tell you that's that's why uh, my HR director Michelle uh, has a has job security because if it was left to me we wouldn't have any employees left so Um.
0: (laughs) well I think you've done an amazing job in utilizing your why to create structure and processes for building companies that work because you've obviously been very successful in your businesses. You have a, an amazing uh, wife and two kids that you live a life that most people don't typically get to live. I mean, you, you've created your own structure for, your, for being a family, wouldn't you say? I mean, you just got back. You just took your kids on a trip. Seems like you're always taking your kids on a trip.
1: Yeah, I think I think the better way to say that is our kids are always always tagging along on the trips Jen and I are going on. But yes, we we uh, we do do a fair amount of travel, and part of that is again going back to the structure. We decided early on that we wanted to homeschool, so we'd have the flexibility to travel when we wanted. And I know you and I have talked about it, but we've been to many countries. You know, we spent three weeks in Greece a couple years ago studying ancient history because that was the year they did Ancients, and last year was Renaissance, so we spent. Three weeks in, you know, France and Germany and England and all of studying all of that history. And this year it's it's uh, American history, so we're we're taking several trips to to see all the uh, the pieces of, of history and how you know we came to be. So it is uh, it is. I I would agree with you. I think that there's been a lot of thought and structure into how to be, how do we get the for lack of a better result that we want from the life we want to live. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, you know, kind of to sum it up, Steve, it's 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 when your why gets every why has positives and negatives and your why has the awesome benefit of being able to get results and and create things by on purpose, right? Live life on purpose. And you know, you compare that to the other side of having no structure and no processes and never getting anything done. That's another um, one of the why's has that challenge. So every why has pluses and minuses. You've done a great job of, of taking your why and creating the life that you want. And so that's a, an awesome thing to see in, in people. So, Steve, I, I thank you for being on with me today. And uh, it's, it's been great to get to know you in our, in our masterminds. And uh, I look forward to continuing to learn more about your why through you because it's, it's an awesome why. Well, I appreciate that, Gary. Thanks for thanks for having me, and also, you know, thank you. Uh,
1: you know, I told you thank you, and and I, I don't know if my wife told you, but you're doing something that I think uh, adds a lot of value and has a lot of meaning for a lot of people. So I'm glad that I know you're still working on trying to figure out all the ins and outs of how to make it work just the way you want it to. But uh, and I know that you wouldn't do something unless you thought it was a,
0: a better way to do it,
1: but what you're doing is is valuable and adds value to a lot of people's a lot of people's lives so thank you
0: awesome i appreciate it thanks steve